This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Josh Chernoff, host of Fight TV's So Says Chernoff, co-host of the Mind of the Meanie podcast and your Retromania ring announcer. You are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, I talk about announcements of upcoming game release dates, new live action game adaption series in the works, plus my final stage review of Trek of Yumi on the PlayStation 5. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Everybody and welcome back to another game-filled episode of Select Start. I am your host Xavier Josiah. Happy Friday, everybody! This is the weekend of Double or Nothing for all you wrestling fans out there waiting to uh, check out AEW's latest and annual event. Uh, I am so excited. They are celebrating their third anniversary, third successful anniversary, I should say, and it's just been a ride. So, all you wrestling fans out there, I know you were waiting for it. And speaking of wrestling fans, uh, Again, thank you, Boris Aguilar of Sunday Night's Main Event for joining me on last week's episode, which kind of took over this show because of all the work that had to be into that. It was like I never worked on a video package like I did with that one. That took 10 and a half hours to do. I mean, all if you watch the uh, video, it's up on um, TalkTimeLive.com on my YouTube channel as well. Viewfinders Identity Searcher Design or Viewfinders ISAD. Uh, you can find it there. But um, yeah, 10 and a half hours to produce that and add all of the bells and whistles. You know, the new program, it's in 2K at least. It's two. It's in. It's in. I'm sorry, not 2K. It's on 4K. <laughs> it's in 4K on the Facebook versions, but it's not on yet been processed on 4K in the YouTube version. Um, <clears throat> when I re-upped it, it now is taking a very long time to process. It's now 1080, but from what I read online, it will eventually process to 4K like it was intended to. The first time I did it, it actually did it a lot faster. Um, for some reason this time around it's not but you know for all you 4k fans out there like it will be there in 4k soon enough um i heard this is a issue um about this on uh on on youtube which really is telling about youtube youtube is not ready for 4k i mean it's slowly but surely allowing us to use it but it doesn't i don't think it has the power to actually process 4k faster um which is really telling because facebook was able to process 4k a lot faster than they did here and that is really really uh telling and to say the least so youtube get it together <laughs> seriously um there because i think there are more people now that are getting access to equipment and technology that uh, that allows them to render to 4k um and i don't think i don't i think behind the scenes i don't think those, these guys have the power to upgrade it yet and hopefully they will soon but uh we'll find out for sure but that is up right now the top five wrestling games of our time with myself and boris aguilera of canada's uh premier wrestling radio uh series and podcast series sunday night's main event and that was an absolute pleasure and speaking of wrestling um shout out to retrosoft studios because they finally got that update onto the PlayStation and Xbox right now. It is still waiting to be on Nintendo Switch, which can be any day now. Again, I, I can't stress this enough. It's not their fault. It's more or less they have to wait for the approval of all these different platforms. So Xbox and, and PlayStation have their own thing and their own criteria, as well as 
uh, Nintendo and Nintendo seems to be the most strict of the bunch in terms of like what requirements they need for a update or a game to actually be approved and to go on to their platforms, uh, their eShops or whatnot. So it hopefully by hopefully today, by that time I finish this or by next week, we should get it for the switch. Um, tons of new features and, and, uh, Chris Bay from the bullet club and impact is on air as well. So, uh, that it looks like it's going to be great. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And a lot of, you know, patches, uh, patch ups that they were, um, going to do and trying to do and additions that they added to it should be on there as well. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, it is wrestling week. So what better way to actually, you know, play that game than this week when one of the biggest pay-per-view events of the year is coming. So, um, I am very much happy right now. I'm looking forward to this week and I've been waiting for this. Uh, I'm all locked and ready. And, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you should be too. So if you're, especially if you're an AEW fan out there, but let's continue with other like games. Cause we're like, this is a uh, May 27th as of this recording right now, normally annually, traditionally, this is the time where we are getting close to what was once one of the biggest gaming events of the year. And that was E3. And again, it's really surreal and sad to know that E3 is canceled for the second for the second consecutive time, um, which is crazy. I mean, th this brand seems to be dwindling ever so much. It was going in an up and down situation for quite some time. And like when Sony left, that kind of was like the beginning of the end um, of them. And like once Sony left, it kind of just diluted everything else because nobody brought a better presentation than Sony. If you look at the past years, it has been proven. The biggest year that E3 literally had was the year that they announced um, Shinmu 3, which in my opinion, didn't turn out to be what, it, what we wanted it to be. Um, I believe that Marvel Avengers was also announced then but you know, we didn't even know anything about that. We just got this teaser of a trailer that just, that Square Enix was working on this game. We know now and we regret it. <laughs> There's also um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was absolutely lived up to expectations. Um, and in my opinion, it was my gaming savior of 2020. And it really got me through a lot of what happened during 2020. I mean, just an absolute absolute awesome game um but since then like that was pretty much the last time that it was any real excitement about e3 um and like i said when they left and did their own thing now they're doing their own thing it started a, a trend and now other people are doing it too and like now e3 is just you know and the pandemic came in too and that didn't help it either so they just decided not to do it at all because they figured they can't do it the way that they want to do it. That's, you know, pretty much their claim. And I don't know. I don't know. And then on top of that, you got Jeff Keighley, who's doing his own thing and trying to capitalize on the situations that E3 is not doing with his award show with the gaming, with the game awards. And then on top of that, he has the summer uh, edition of things where things are going to get announced as well. So. I don't know what's, you know, the state of E3 and what's going to happen with that. But E3, uh, New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, they have something in common is that they were platforms that allowed other companies to come together under one roof and for us to all enjoy all of the fandoms that we like. And now, you know, you got Sony, you got DC and you got Marvel that decided to want to separate and do their own thing. I always think that that's a terrible idea because one, you're going to start a trend of everybody trying to do the same and it's going to stretch the wire thin, you know, because people want to go to places to enjoy their fandoms. That has been proven throughout years. This new business model or structure that they're doing by like, you know, coming out with D23s and DC fandoms and state of plays and all this stuff. And then everybody else is going to want to come and do their own thing and try to get the pockets of us, the consumers. It's a bad idea. I say put it all under one roof, see who's the best of show like they have been doing and let's just enjoy it all. Everybody will have something to enjoy, but there will always be one big thing that everybody enjoys. 
this business practice right now to me and it's this this business model or whatever that they're doing right now to me it's it, i don't think it's a good i don't i never thought it was a good idea like we can't afford to go to all these places we can't afford to spend like san diego comic-con cost me like me six grand literally to just travel from philadelphia to san diego um that's airplane fee that's hotel fee that is um you know food you know whatever you know items i want to buy there whatever you know stuff like it costs and that's i i didn't even count that's with my wife as well who goes with me on these things new york comic-con wasn't that uh it wasn't that expensive but it wasn't cheap either like we luckily for that that was just a train ride away that we uh that we could go to but even still man it was just like it's it was really bad it was it was really really bad um you know in terms of like expenses so i look honestly i do want to go to d23 i want to see what the big deal because all the marvel announcements and everything which used to be in hall h will be in d23 now so i would definitely want to go there but i've also wanted always wanted to go to e3 and now e3 barely doesn't exist and we don't have anything equivalent to that nor do we know if there will ever be anything equivalent to that because now everybody wants to do their own thing i don't i just i really is it even cheaper to do your own thing like granted like nintendo does their treehouse every year and um for at e3 and they never really are there they just have the video uh showcase and presentation there and that's it but everybody else has a stage you know uh and the pageantries and all this stuff so yeah nintendo never really did come i think no that's not true that is not really true because we we were introduced to reggie fils from e3 at some point but later on it's like they stopped doing that and just went on to doing treehouse uh showcases which was kind of weird but still they you know what that said the presentations lived up they gave they we had some phenomenal announcements uh nintendo direct level announcements um from every year from that you know from that e3 treehouse presentation i don't know is it just is it cheaper to go the separate route as opposed to just coming to a convention center and representing there and you know bringing a strong showing and presentation of the games that are coming soon i i don't know um i i we would have to look at the books we had to look at but we can't look at the books at this case i don't know where we could find such you know um you know insight data and financial data or such like that but um yeah it, it's it's just gonna be really interesting i mean we uh, nintendo's guaranteed is gonna have their presentation sometime in uh next month uh i sony should have some information coming um xbox should have some information like i think the tradition will still happen but under just their own roof at this point so we'll see it's just it's like you're trying to do everything and it's just it's not it's not feasible so i i would rather not i would rather even not um deal with it. i just want everything all at once i just really want everything all at once and you know what i'm saying i just I, I i wish that i had the e3 that i wanted to and, and just be able to experience it i mean I'm, I'm fortunate that i was able to go to new york comic-con and i'm going back again i was fortunate enough to be able to enjoy san diego comic-con during the marvel era of things and i think i may have gone to the last san diego comic-con that marvel was involved with in 2017 i don't know if i don't remember if they were uh, around for 2018 but it's it's just interesting and dc also i believe is kind of out of the loop too so i i, I hope down the line that these guys just wind up just coming to do just i mean granted i i'm pretty sure you know the economy plays a factor in this as well not so much the pandemic as much at this moment uh or god forbid if we get this stupid monkey pox thing going on i got i pray this doesn't happen um but you know I, it could be just an economic uh decision on their part but it's just really sad i wish that 
E3 was the way it was before because I would love to go to a to an event that caters to every single company that I love and every single company wants to represent themselves there, you know, and be the best that they could be from there. So that's my little bit of rant about E3. So we'll see. We'll you know, it's uh, June next week, so we'll see what's going to happen. We're going to get announcements of, you know, game companies announcing new stuff that's coming. We already had some already, um, including some new announcements right now from Bandai Namco, who is just, you know, slamming with these announcements here. Um, one of which I am so looking forward to. Uh, actually, two of the announcements are from Bandai Namco, and I am looking very much forward to finally getting a Gundam game on the nintendo switch uh because it like a standalone gundam game now granted i will say i do have the this, um real-time strategy base or the tactical uh base game from japan uh which is a sd gundam game as well it really a lot more challenging than super robot wars too i'll tell you that um but i do have that but this one looks absolutely awesome uh, SD Gundam Battle Alliance, which is coming to all plat major platforms on August 25th. When I say all major platforms, all I'm talking PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One and uh, Series X and S. Um, I'm talking Steam, PC, um, and Switch. So you notice it didn't say Stadia, <laughs> but <laughs> is that still around? But nonetheless, it is coming to all major platforms. It looks absolutely awesome. It's going to be an action RPG uh, with that, that will have a very in-depth story uh, mode uh, with dozens of characters for you to choose from as you try to correct distorted events in the Gundam storied history. So when I looked at the trailer, it looks awesome. Uh, the, the, uh, the resolution of graphics looks tremendous. Um, I love the boss battles that you get to play in here. It looks like each Gundam is going to have their own set of moves and their own special moves as well. Uh, it looks like they have all the recent Gundam series in there and some favorites like the Gundam Wing series. They showed um, Sex Marquise's uh, Gundam and I believe Her uh, Hero Yui's uh, Wing Gundam was shown on there too. I hope G Gundam is in there because that was one of my favorite Gundams of all. The one Gundam series that played off like a Street Fighter game. I love that series. I absolutely love that series. So I'm hoping that uh, he's on air. I've been trying to look for like, I know Crunchyroll has that series, but they don't have the English uh, dub version of that series. And I love that. series. I absolutely love uh, Gundam, G Gundam. It's so awesome. So that's coming August 25th this year. And it, uh, it should be pre-ordered soon. It's not out on the eShop yet. They haven't showed it on the eShop yet, despite the fact that they do have, um, they do have the actual date now. So it may come up, uh, probably by next month because as other games are going to be released, then they, you know, move things up on the ladder from there. So we'll see another much anticipated game that I am waiting for on the Nintendo Switch and a game that I have played way back on PlayStation 3. I'm so glad that they decided to bring this back and add, you know, repolish it. That is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. The return of the crazy 3D fighter finally gets a release date. Bandai Namco provided fans with an awesome, like three minute trailer, which included some additional characters, not in the original, I believe, it, with a total of 50 characters spanning from your favorite story arcs um, that will come together in a special story mode based around the memorable moments in the series history. Uh, so it, they're doing that again. If you remember, they um, did that with the last game on the PS4, which was kind of a arena battle game. And everybody was all the gun, all the um, not Gundam, all the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure characters, the Joe Stark um, legacy all came together, you know, basically to fight off Dio. This one is doing something very similar. And, and and take note that this game came out before that other Gundam. I mean, I keep saying Gundam before that other JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game that came out prior to. Um, but this one kind of mimicked the it, there, there were shades of the old Capcom game that they took for this, but it was in 3D. So there's going to be if you love the K 
Capcom 2D JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighter. This one plays a little bit like that. There's some shades of that in there, but it's in 3D and there's a lot of awesome things that have happened here. It just take it up to another level here. Um, and again, 50 characters for you to choose from that is some of your favorite characters in, in all of the series. Uh, this game has been announced to be released on September 2nd. So I am excited. I am absolutely getting this because again, much like Gundam, I wanted a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game on here because they have yet to put in the other one in there. And um, the only thing that was close to JoJo ever being on a Switch is Jump Force, which that to me sucked. So I'm hoping that if they're bringing back some of these old titles and bring them on a switch and all these other platforms, I want J star, um, victory versus plus on the switch. People sleep on slept on that game, but that game was solid. That game was awesome. Um, it's kind of outdated now because you know, after jump force, which to me was nowhere near as great and fun as that game for a lot of reasons. Uh, for absolute lot of reasons they you know you had a full story mode there's a lot of replay value to it there was new game plus sort of kind of added to it um you could keep replaying it over and over again there was three different story modes you could play against but the roster that they had on there is outdated because that game came out before there was anything called my hero academia or demon slayer so or one punch to that matter but even though one punch is a whole different thing um we never got a chance to have those characters into the fray so yeah for those who don't know yeah um one punch is not necessarily associated with shonen jump in a sense so um it's another shonen comic i think that's connected with i believe but my hero academia and demon slayer are of the same realm as that plus you know dragon ball super came out afterwards as well and just a whole bunch of other things so we never got a chance to have that aspect and i wanted them to do a second j star victory versus plus but their their attempt to do that was jump force and it was nowhere near successful and in fact it was even more annoying because you were only able to play the story mode once even though like say what you will the story modes didn't live up it wasn't that good but still at least come on you know what's even worse marvel avengers was going to do the same format and the same idea that jump force was going to do and not letting us replay the story mode and fans were not having it fans who also spent like up to a hundred bucks on that game decided that they wanted to like you know voice their opinions on it because it's like you're investing all this money and you're not going to let us play the story modes any anymore no that's not we're not having it and i'm glad that we did because we ended up getting it anyway and for some reason now they decided to say like oh we're we'll, we'll do it because fans demanded it no it should have been on there in the first place and that goes for jump force as well so but this game we won't have to worry about this at all so the there will be different versions there will be the standard version which is just the full game itself that you could get uh physical or digital uh but there are special editions that will be available for pre-order which includes the deluxe edition which is the digital edition uh you'll get anime uh animation color sets for the characters you get two exclusive uh character costumes and four playable characters and the season pass um you know dlc as well in addition you will also get jolene cujo's prison outfit uh as an extra skin which you saw her wear if you watch um uh, stone ocean she wore in that uh season as well uh collector's bundle will also include a physical copy uh as uh as the probably the physical copy of the game uh digital dlc and a 10 inch statue of jolene as well uh there will be a demo available for the ps4 and the ps5 soon and i'm pretty sure there will be one for the nintendo switch down the line as well so stay tuned for that if you're a jojo's bizarre adventure fan i and it never played this game get ready you're gonna love this game this game again as like gundam will be available on all major platforms that's not including stadia so <laughs> so let's uh kick it there so um last bit of news i have before we go on to our final stage and that is sony announces a series a couple of series based on some of your favorite and award-winning game series that they developed including the horizon series as in horizon zero dawn and horizon forbidden west 
it'll just i guess it'll should be just horizon at this point um so it will be based on a horizon series which is coming to netflix and a god of war series uh that is in the works for amazon video uh and they also announced a show based on gran turismo and they didn't exactly say where that's gonna go but they're doing one so that'll be interesting according to ign this news was revealed by uh, revealed in an investors briefing on uh, may 26 just yesterday and confirmed by industry insider david gibson um it was revealed by president jim ryan during a Q&A that the company is looking to expand its entertainment adaptions even further. This could be the result of the success of the Uncharted movies, uh, as well as other movies like Sonic the Hedgehog did tremendous in the box office, uh, which by the way, Sonic the Hedgehog is out everywhere right now. It is out on digital. It is out on Paramount Plus. Uh, Epics is even, if you got the Epics channel on cable, it's out it, it they are playing it now on there as well so if you haven't saw have you ever watched sonic the hedgehog 2 by now this it is totally worth getting <laughs> it's the right now it is the great uncharted was good but sonic the hedgehog it is now the greatest it's it's, it's the pinnacle of video uh of video game movies bar none there is no argument about that at all at this time so um we also were, uh, will be expecting a Ghost of Tsushima uh, movie or series, or uh, as well as a, a Last of Us uh, adaption coming soon as well. So they're coming strong. They're looking to expand it. I like this idea. I, I don't know how Halo did in uh, in the uh, Paramount Plus network, streaming network. Uh, I know there were fans who were not happy with the entire season. Um, you know, there's a lot of hardcore fans who, who love this series and probably feel the same way about this series as I did with Venom, the movies. Um, so I can't not acknowledge them about that. I will eventually try to check that entire series out and see what I think of it as a outsider looking in and looking at it as just a sci-fi, you know, movie, a sci-fi series see what i think of it as well because i never really got into the whole halo you know storyline and you know my thing with certain uh, fps games i just can't get down with i've just never been a fan of so i never got into the story aspect of the halo series and master chief and everything i mean he looks badass but i just never could get into it um but i saw the first episode it was okay i, I you know it was solid to me um but you know as a fan i can't disregard them and what they went through just like you know it's just funny i just had this conversation this morning or i just commented on somebody this morning on our acmg facebook group who one did two things wrong one they lashed out on somebody in the group that didn't make the comment about how crappy the avengers marvel avengers was uh when especially when they first started I made that comment so i had to jump in and correct this person and then also remind this person because i don't know when he started playing because he wanted to defend marvel avengers and you know for it and claim that it's solid yes it may be solid now but I, I, it just amazes me how much of a short attention society we are because people tend to always forget some of the things that happens and told in is quick to forget or dismiss the situations as if it never happened um it, this is kind of like the wwe where like wwe fans will always wwe can mess up so many times but hardcore wwe fans will overlook a lot of the stupid booking that they do or the or the nonsensical things that they do or didn't or even unethical things that they do on the outside and they'll just dismiss it in a minute and act like it never happened or because it's not being talked about anymore it never existed bs learn your history <laughs> and this is no different so if you guys remember marvel avengers was literally a piece of crap at the beginning it was rushed it was it was a release rushed there were a lot of bugs and, and, and this is right before cyberpunk 2077 came out and they literally both had issues now cyberpunk uh 2077 had a bigger exposure no pun intended <laughs> but they were exposed more because of the connection with keanu reeves in it 
So, but Marvel Avengers was also a game that came out a few months, uh, like a month or so short and had the same situations. There were a lot of bugs and issues, crashes, all this stuff that was going on. So it's like, you can't try to act like people didn't have this experience. And you can't say that this game was solid and is great. It was not great. It was a failure. And that's why, you know, Square Enix is looking to sell both Crystal Dynamics and uh, Eidos Montreal, which I am sad about Eidos Montreal because they managed to make a awesome Marvel game in the um, in the presence of Guardians of the Galaxy, which was everything that Marvel Marvel's Avengers was not. It was offline. It was not. There was no microtransactions. It was a solid. Well, all right. That's the one thing they have in common is that both games had a solid story, but it was a solid story. The gameplay was awesome. There was never any crashes from start to finish. This game was treat like tremendous. It was awesome from start to finish, especially the uh, the PlayStation 5 version, which is the first one I played. And I played the cloud version shortly after, which it was it was solid if you got a strong connection. But I am not a fan of the cloud based games, as you guys know. Um, I just think it's, it's, it's BS. Um, but nonetheless, even that game was still even more solid than Marvel Avengers. You know what I'm saying? So I, I had to correct this dude on it. I had to correct this dude. There's like no way that you could tell me that this game was solid or even remotely act like none of the things that happened prior to letting, leading up to the being now. And I still know that there are people still doing it. And there's still videos out there of people showing bugs and glitches in the system, whether it's on PC, PC or PS5 or PS4, you know, for that matter, people had issues with it and you can't act like it didn't happen. Okay. So that's my situation here, but nonetheless, um, I just went off key with this whole thing, but nonetheless, there's people like it respect other people's fandom <laughs> in this case, I guess that's where I'm getting at here. And you know, sometimes like I hate Venom, other people don't like Venom, but people are going to say it's solid, but I'm like, nah, it's like, it really was not, but you got to understand my fandom for Venom and how, if you read Venom the way that I read Venom and compare it to what they did with the series, I, you would be pissed too, because you fell in love with this thing. And then they changed it around. Like that didn't exist or that didn't matter. I get it. I get it. And I get what people talk about with the, with the Halo series. So I, I truly understand it. You know, you got to respect the fandom at best. Even if you do enjoy it to some extent, you got to respect other people and why it is and maybe look into it as well. So that's all I got to say about that. But folks, that will do it for this portion of the segment. We will take a break, come back, and I will enter the final stage as I will talk about Trek to Yumi by Flying Wild Hog. And my goodness, if you're into feudal Japan games and, you know, supernatural, you're going to love this one. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be right back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live
course, we have reached the final stage of this program, and I am here to review Trek Toyomi uh, for the PS5, but it is also available on a PS4 as well as Xbox Series XS and Xbox One. Uh, this is developed by Flying Wild Hog and published by Devolver Digital, who you may recognize for the Samurai Warrior series. In fact, Samurai Warriors 3 may be one of three first person shooter games that I actually enjoyed. Um, especially for the fact that that was, it was starring one of my previous guests of talk time live exclusive. That will be Mike Moe, who you recognize from street fighter assassins fist and resurrection as well as once upon a time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's movie where he played Bruce Lee, a really good version of Bruce Lee. I might say him and Brad Pitt in that scene was just dope, but I digress. Um, they have developed an amazing, amazing game in Trek to Yomi. It is a feudal Japan genre film. Uh, if you guys like, you know, films, you know, those old um, Japanese feudal Japan samurai movies like Samurai 7 and such, it really captures it extremely well. Even has the old film filter look, uh, the black and white filter look. It, it, it adds on to the nightmarish and creepy type of uh, ambiance and atmosphere of the game. Really enjoyed this. Uh, directed by Leonard uh, Machiri. Mach I believe I'm pronouncing that right. It's Machiri. And Marvin uh, Cripson. And they made an amazing, amazing game. Like, the game may look like a classic samurai film, but we later see it transition from you know, the feel that can be only compared to Unimusha in this case. Like, it was funny because at the beginning, it's like they go one direction. You think they're staying in that direction. Then it just goes completely different from this point on. It's like it gets wilder and wilder. And I love the fluidity of the story development and how it transitions into this because it just comes out of nowhere, but it just it works. It fits right in. So the story briefly of this uh the more summarized story to this is that it takes place in Japan during the Edo period and focuses on a warrior named uh, Kiriko, uh, who is on a dark and nightmarish path to defeat the people responsible for the destruction of his village, which includes the death of one of his love, uh, most loved ones, uh, and the or the, should I say the one he loves most. Um, it's wild. It is awesome and wild. I remember when I first saw this, I saw this because uh, it was advertised on social media and I took to this and I was like, this looks really cool. It has that Ghost of Tsushima type of uh, vibe to it. And it, it plays and looks like an old Japanese film from like the 50s. So I immediately looked into this and really got into this and jumped in it. And I was not expecting what I expected. This is really cool. And it's funny because it's in terms of gameplay, which I'll talk about in a second, it doesn't have any real nuance to it, but the all, the whole entire package itself creates something really special and fun in here. So the gameplay, it, you know, it includes free roaming and side scrolling movements in here. So the side scrolling lets you hack and slash through enemies while the free roaming lets you explore various areas to find hidden collectible objects, uh, health and stamina upgrades and ammunition for your bow and arrow and uh, kunai shurikens and gunpowder for your gun. The gun takes a little uh, time to load, but it will provide major damage if timed right if you're able to connect and, and uh, hit your targets properly in, in time before they come after you. Um, combat attacks consist of uh, combo, uh, combo systems, uh, a combo system that you gain in your journey so you'll you know as you go along you'll start learning different combos that you can use and it, it, it helps because it allows you to switch up um your attacks on enemies who may expect the same things around so you may have to depend on which enemy that you find you may have to do a certain different thing um certain different combo towards them blocking also provides a bit of technique as well because you can use it to uh block uh, and keep them from taking away your health gauge, but it also, you can use it to parry attacks, which leaves them open for stronger attacks on the way. Um, if you manage to stagger your enemy, you can complete the attack with a final strike and a final strike is very fatality esque to say the least, but hitting them with a final strike gains you more health in the process. Uh, the game also provides a choice of difficulty levels. As you guys, if you heard any of the reviews that I've I've done before, you know that I'm a big fan of choice. 
I don't like games that doesn't like say what you will about Cuphead. I love the Netflix show. I love to look at a game. It plays solid, but I hate that they don't give you the option to just, you know, enjoy the enjoy the damn thing. It, I, I some people just don't have the, the, the mental stability to, you know, get through those, but they want to enjoy the game for what it is. This is another game that gives you that option. So they will allow you to play at a difficulty level where you can enjoy the story. Or if you want to challenge yourself, you could do that as well. I don't understand why some developers feel like they have to do it that way. Like allow let people like if you even if you want to just enjoy the story, eventually you may want to just if you like the game so much, you may just want to up the level because you're enjoying it that much. You want to you start mastering it. That's the way it used to be. It wasn't just like, all right, despite Ninja Gaiden back in the day, that was just the one exempt from that. But other than that, there was a lot of games that like, all right, you know, you start easy, you move up, you know, you grab, you never games shouldn't be like games should have the same philosophy that you do going into a gym. You never go into a gym and you lift up like the heaviest weight. You don't bench press like 240 pound plates on each side when you never did it before. You start with like 10 or even 20 pound weights and then move your way up into the much more challenging weights. Life is the same way. You don't start with the hardest thing first. You start with the lighter, the, the easier things to do first. Move your way up to more harder tasks. Games should be the same way. That's just my uh, you know theory on that and philosophy on that situation. Um, the game's focus was to assure historical accuracy and authenticity while providing a fictional element to the game as well. And I thought they did that tremendously well. Visually, this game is, like I said, it is stunning, which is even more impressive and surprising that the game only takes up 8.19 gigs of memory on the PS5, which is absolutely amazing. This, this along with games like Sifu, amazes me because of what they were able to do with just a little bit a um, little bit of memory which also makes me want to hope and pray that these games with this little bit of uh you know health and all the stuff ends up on a nintendo switch because when you when i see games like this and it's this less of games there is no doubt that i usually when i usually see this i usually assume or predict that they're gonna be on a nintendo switch i did the same thing for um was it Naruto uh, Ultimate Ninja 4? I did the same thing for, uh, who was the other one? Um, Dragon Ball uh, Kakarot, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I said the same thing about Demon Slayer that just recently came out and it saw that how much gigs of space that it was. And I'm like, oh, this is definitely coming to the Switch. And damn it, I was right on each of them. They can easily put these games on the Switch with ease, no problem. I'd see this happening down the line. I think probably the reason why we're not seeing it right now because like i said before when it comes to certain games um you know game criterias it takes a bit to make sure that this game is going to work on a switch so they may have to do something different with it um it's possible that that they're gonna do it um but like i said with retro soft studios and their attempt to put it the patch update for and the update for the uh retro um mania wrestling game it takes time. You got to get approval for these things. So I'm going to predict that this may wind up in the game and on a switch. And if it does, I am so getting it on there because it is very much fun to play here and it is very much fun to play on air. Now, overall, uh, this is an amazing side scrolling uh, game from Flying uh, Wild Hawk. Uh, they may have been under the radar of many fans, but their games remain solid. Trek to Yomi doesn't provide any nuance in terms of gameplay because the gameplay is really short and sweet. And like, it's just like hack and slash. They do a few combos um, and they have this, the X button where you can switch different sides. And that's where kind of the challenge goes, but it doesn't really feel like any big nuance, like say, you know, Ghost of Tsushima to that, to that end. But it definitely does a great job with the story development and the ambiance that helped greatly uh, to get players immersed into the game. A great addition for gamers who love feudal Japan genre uh, with a supernatural kick to it. Uh, and for that, I give this a solid B. Absolutely. Um, go out of your way, check this out. And, you know, start checking out Devolver, uh, you know, as a whole, because 
so far I've seen some pretty good games out there and they just I feel like Devolver Digital really falls under the radar at the moment. And there's another game that they're um, Wild Ho Flying Wild Hog is working on too. Um, that look, it's like this kind of crazy Western game. It is look slated to come out this year. I am definitely going to be looking forward to jumping on that because I saw the video of what was going on. It's like a third person. Uh, it, I believe it's a third person shooter or a third person action game, but it looks amazing. Uh, it just looks awesome. I'm looking forward to this thing coming out too, but go out anyway if you like this type of genre you know like if you're a fan of unimusha this was kind of up in that realm too so you may want to jump on this and check that out too so go out of your way to do it folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you guys so very much for listening to this episode and every episode of talk time live and talk time live extra um as far as what game i'm going to play next uh this is going to be odd because i got a bunch of game new games that are uh that i'm playing right now so it's just a matter of which one will I actually pick. Could be the new uh, Pocky and Rocky game that's in Japan right now. It could be this other game that was in Japan, but has now made it to the States that I'm playing now. It's a uh, Dynasty Warrior-esque game in that realm that I'm playing right now. Um, but down the line, there's going to be a bunch of other games that I'm going to be checking out too. I actually uh, just locked up, uh, you know, Gotham Knights from WB Montreal um i got also forsaken i finally just locked that in so I'm, i can't wait to forsaken to come out uh which is down the line both of those are going to be in october my october is going to be loaded we got new york comic-con and then right after that jumping right into these two games right here uh next month we got the new mario strikers that is coming out we also have what did i um demon slayer which is coming out on a switch too um Fire Emblem Dynasty Warrior will be coming out later on uh, on the month of uh, um, I said it in the month of Japan. I was really about to say that in the month of June as well. So there's a lot of games coming out. So whichever game comes out, I will review in the coming weeks. Uh, as far as the Prime Show, we got a couple uh, really cool movies coming out. We got Top Gun Maverick, which is coming out today, and we got Bob's Burger. I'm a little bit torn here. Um, I know Top Gun is everybody's flavor and is everybody, you know, it's a cult following for that series. I watched Top Gun. I like Top Gun. I wasn't really a fanatic of Top Gun like that, but then it has with Bob's Burger, which I love that show. I, I feel like I can only watch one this weekend. So we'll see. You'll find out this Sunday which one I pick. You know, I heard I heard nothing but praise for Top Gun Maverick. Um, I don't know if I can necessarily trust. I, I don't know if I can necessarily trust the commercials because the commercials a lot of times get. They get their reviews from just people tweeting and just posted on air or whatnot. And it's I, I, I get their gimmick with the um, with the commercials for these movies, but I've heard great praise for this movie. I heard how really well it was, uh, but Bob's Burger is also like the fact that they even made it to movie status is amazing to me. So um, we'll find out which one I picked this Sunday. I'll, I'll let that be a surprise for whatever I pick from there, but I can only watch one this weekend because there's a lot going on this weekend. So uh, stay tuned for that and much, much more. But folks, if you love this episode and every episode of Talk Time Live, you could check us out on the official website for this platform and podcast is talktimelive.com. We got a lot of content for you to check out and enjoy there. Not just our audio episodes, but our video exclusive episodes um, spanning with the likes of Brian uh, Donovan from Clerks. Uh, I got uh, Boris Roberto Aguilar in there as well. I got Rebecca Kennedy, who's been uh, playing in a lot of uh, movies and been seen in a lot of TV shows. We got game developers like Adam Tierney and Bannon Rudis from uh, Way Forward Technologies. Here, my man Megaran, who is the voice of the main show in there. He does the intro and everything, and he's just killing it out there constantly. Uh, Matt Papa, my good friend, who formerly works for NT Creates, I uh, believe he works for Limited Run now, so that's going to be an interesting thing. My uh, good friend Kyle A. Bear, uh, the voice of uh, Ryu from Street Fighter Five and soon to be Six, Gohan from uh, Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Z as well, and Fat Gum, 
uh, from My Hero Academia, amongst many others, Captain Eisen as well. Um, my good friend, Rebecca Kennedy, who is in the midst of doing something really cool. Hopefully this pilot will go through. And if it is, I'm getting her back on the show to talk about it because if you're a fan of Adult Swim, this is going to be very interesting. I'm hope I'm pulling, I'm rooting for her and the team that this pilot will go through. Uh, Jeffrey Chamba Cruz, he's the recent artist for Marvel's Tech on Avengers as well. And he uh, also is the artist for Street Fighter and Udon Entertainment. Uh, another good friend of mine, Amanda C. Miller, the voice of Barato, Sailor Jupiter, uh, Joe from, you know, Kit Cosmic. She, uh, you know, had a chance to talk with her as well. The cast of Naruto completely that I have on here that I did a panel with. And speaking of panels, you can check out the media page. I got a bunch of Repop Metaverse panels that are on here that you could check out that I did uh, for Repop. Uh, just absolutely a lot of stuff. Blog entries as well. You can check out all the stuff I have here. I am working on a brand new uh, TalkTimeLive.com unbox um, with if you're a Transformers fan, if you're a hardcore Transformer fan, then that means you also are um, collectors of the third party Transformers series. There's one that came out not too long ago. I saw it. I was like, I got to check it out. I got to have it. Got to see how this thing works and how it pops off. I am working on it absolutely right now uh, as we speak, and it will be out very soon uh, for those guys, for people who love that. I did a preview video. Uh, on our ACMG Facebook group. So people are going to be very excited to check that out as well. So stay tuned for that. And another figure talk about Jeffrey Chamba Cruz. It's another uh, item that is officially shipped and on its way here. So I will be adding that to it as well in honor of him and Tech on Avengers. So stay tuned for that. So you uh, have talktimelive.com with all that content and much more. And if you listen to this show, and uh, other podcasts and other podcast platforms. We're everywhere where podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Popping, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it. We're there. Tumblr as well. We're there. So you, there's not one place that you can't check this uh, show out. So folks, thanks again. And that'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great weekend, people. Happy Memorial Day to you guys and honor to our veterans out there. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.